Hello again, welcome to another episode of Underbench Staples with Patrick Hanlon, that's you. Hello. And Russell Alford, that's you. Hi. That's me. Hello. Um, as we continue on with Pro v Contestant Week, I guess I'll call it. Home v Pro. Yes. Um, we are into the pressure test on this particular week, um, which I think as a concept is very interesting because you have, hi, welcome to the MasterChef kitchen, you three professional chefs. And now here is a professional chef with a recipe. Except this time it was not just one recipe, but three. Mm. Really, really interesting concept, wasn't it? Very much so. Mm. And something that we haven't seen before and definitely probably the hardest challenge for any chef to come in and undertake because they aren't showcasing their intuition, Mm. their skill, their background, their having to then work to another chef. I wonder if they were aware of that level, if you know what I mean, at that point, whether they were aware that they would be dealing with another chef's recipe, whether it was kind of like look we're bringing in teams of chefs we want you to bring your three best to come along and see how it is and it could be any challenge I mm. wonder if it was I wonder if it has been a bit more random or this team were particularly like yeah we're up for anything I wonder what the kind I'd of I'd say they probably were. told them the structure but they hadn't told them who the chef is or mm. any of the dishes yes so it's a it's a regular here on MasterChef Australia uh, Khan from uh, what is his name Sunda and Sri Sunda and Aru Aru yeah um, oh yeah <laughs> the spell check don't changed Aru oh, no. to Sri don't start <laughs> me so when we watch MasterChef Australia we're on our individual phones taking notes in the notes app and I swear the amount of times that I've gone grave is cooking really well today into grave yeah grave is fantastic like oh I'm just really annoyed by the autocorrect on it it's just well, doing my head in the notes app is renowned for being such a beacon of professionalism and it always works and, and also the source of all apologies yeah usually with an underline uh, in red under one word that is misspelled or isn't recognised by the Apple Dictionary and the most chaotic shopping lists imaginable yeah yeah chaotic lists in general just in general just in general and notes like I'm looking how long I don't make episode by episode no I just do one giant one one, yeah which is probably a pain in the hole this is currently episode 22 so there's a lot of writing there actually it's probably a small thesis yeah imagine writing a thesis on MasterChef Australia so the three guest chefs are all from Queensland's Nunu Um, and we discussed that Nunu 
is also the name of the Hoover in the Teletubbies, which is, is really interesting, a fact that you never needed to know or possibly already know. Uh, the three chefs that were there were Nick, Mel and Chris. Uh, Chris worked with Andy at Three Blue Ducks, which is quite interesting. So there's a bit of a connection there. And the three contestants taking uh, part in this particular contest is Ralph and Melissa, who actually came, took out the first two tokens and got green in the first instance, and then Phil as well. Okay. Uh, who notedly said green my favourite colour because he's Irish you see he's of the parish so he's well no, he's not but you know what I mean he's Irish <laughs> and then um, all of those three and the three chefs got introduced to Can Nguyen who sat them each three courses it isn't just the one dish it's three courses having to split up a course each per person in the team really like this idea so we had head to head so even though this is judged as teams you really are judging as head to head contestant v pro chef it's essentially whoever wins each one yeah is uh, so unlike the last challenge where it was the best dish wins it is essentially best of three wins the contest so let's go through the dishes yeah and let's go through who cooked each of those, okay? So let's go to entree. Yeah. And it was a macadamia milk tofu, clarified broth, and uh, they had two hours, 30 minutes to cook that. And cooking it were Melissa and Nick, who was the head chef of Nunu. Mm. Um, let's discuss the cook of it. Okay. Uh, quite technical. Obviously, mm. there's a whole heap of processes creating the tofu chilling it down then unmoulding it then Mm. slicing it Mm. all of that kind of thing in the meantime trying to get all of the flavour into that broth then clarify it I think quite technical and it'd eat up those three hours so yeah I thought they were pretty even except for the slight tumble at the start for Nick who hadn't who added in the agent before he passed Mm. the tofu but other than that I thought they Mm. had been quite close yeah Melissa um, I I, could if you could bottle hopper up her enthusiasm for this particular challenge hopper bottle hopper um, her enthusiasm for this challenge you know you'd be making millions she was really keen on doing it really excited Mm. and really ready to learn as well it was interesting when it came to the judging she said you know this is the type of thing I I would love to be making more amazing um, which is really really great it was her first time making a consomme and they commented in the judging that it was you know can't even said like this is as good as what I do we wouldn't even get it this clear which is such a compliment to Melissa's skill and talent Um, and that I also think comes from enthusiasm too because you just want to be the best at that Um, and also her coming so close to mm, going home I think her, her attitude and approach on this episode had been a 180 mm, completely completely uh, it was interesting that it was made from macadamia nut milk instead of uh, soy so that was quite an interesting change I would love to try it because the flavour of macadamia is probably one of my favourite nuts myself so I'd actually love to try this the delicacy Aussie mm, the delicacy of how that was cut like the, the, the sample dish was, that was given um 
was spectacular looking like those knife cuts and getting that fan out like that it's kind of like when it came to it uh, Nyx was solid as a rock yes it's overset completely overset uh, almost solid but had a little bit of a wobble to it whereas Melissa's was underset and kind of expanded out Nyx was too salty yeah but still better broth closer to Khan's broth so I would say that was a close one on that because they both had flaws within the main um, element of it but it was the auxiliary elements that kind of probably helped decide it and just having that slightly better broth probably yeah. tipped it over the edge for Nick yeah. which is a bit of a shame because I think Melissa did a really really good job now she did, is a liar she said oh my god it looks amazing at one point and it, I'm sorry it didn't it looked actually really I uh, detected that could have been sarcasm but then I was kind of like I think she's serious are you serious yeah yeah, yeah. the other elements did look good in the book it did look yeah. good I think yeah a close one's called but definitely I think it had gone to Nick yeah, so yeah. he had been judged first because of the entree and then we go to the main and that was Chris in the professionals and Phil in the contestants they cooked a wagyu rendang pie with a Vietnamese satay and a daikon radish in a total time they had the most time of 3 hours 45 minutes mm. your thoughts on the overall idea of the dish uh, smash um, we're not going to do pa- smash or pass on this episode so if there's a dish that you like just say smash and this would be a smash I love a pie beef rendang sounds gorgeous um, I love a rendang so yeah. much it's like a pathidier type of vibe going on really really beautiful I'm um, the cooking of it was quite interesting. I think Phil uh, went in again very confident in himself, despite saying, you know, I'm not really into spice shock. Um, but I he, have never heard him say that before. But but he was tasting it and saying it was banging and everything like that. So I wonder if his thing is his confidence in cooking spice in his intuition rather than his uh, understanding and enjoyment of spice. I wonder if they're two different things because here he was giving a set given a set recipe that he excelled at in terms of flavor because when it came to the judging uh Khan had said Jock was trying to criticize the fact that he had not passed the spices hadn't toasted them and it was a bit too hot and Khan was like I need to redo this recipe because this is actually better yeah which happy days really really amazing for Phil to probably hear that mm. and I guess it's the kind of thing of when you hit perfection with something and you and I have noticed from um, recipe development ourselves sometimes you go okay I got it and you're just happy and you leave it but you never realise that you can better it again and yeah. that often does happen with recipe, recipe development yeah. and I wonder if that's the kind of thing of this could do with a bit more spice actually yeah. and it's clearly what's happened here so I guess good on Phil for giving that kind of um, thing but it did seem like a boo-boo the fact he just chucked in a lot of spices but it's not about how you fail it's about how you recover and it seemed to have recovered very well from it passing it through blending it tasting it yeah I have to read the recipe he did say that you gotta read the recipe he said at the very beginning my plan is to read the recipe read the recipe read the recipe what did he not do I mean sorry missed out one step a step of toasting whole spices 
if blend. you cook mm. you know that step is always followed by a blitz yeah or a bash yeah. or something there's no way that you're putting in whole clove whole starnies whole cinnamon bark like c- come on like even into a thermomix thankfully it was into a thermomix so at least at the very least at least it had a bit of um, a bit of something going to it but like come on um, Chris made some interesting points very beginning of course they were the first two cooks to start mm. and he said this is really weird cooking in this kitchen because I'm not familiar with it which you forget that these are professionals but this is not a familiar space and territory to them so it is actually kind of interesting that, that was acknowledged um, you got no sympathy from any of the contestants who went oh boo hoo and um, he was like oh they're all staring at me yeah. <laughs> like, well yeah yeah, yeah. Um, his rendang though in the, in the assembly I took note that it looked incredible. The pastry, the pastry work as well, the little chimney, the lines on it, the crimping was really, really good. And when it was baked, it looked fantastic. I think it was clear here yeah. that he, on pretty much all mm. fronts, had the superior of the two, even though Phil had done really well. Mm. But I think Chris just hit all of the points so, so well. Mm. And then Phil... Um, baked the pastry on the top he put shelf it into the top the shelf and even I thought as he put it in I went that's a bit of a bad move uh, so he put it into the top shelf of the oven it browned up a little bit too much and I would argue that cans had a few little like in those little crimpy bits they were quite dark so he wasn't necessarily wrong but it dried out the pastry that's ultimately mm. the fatal flaw in his dish was that a dried out? Yeah, I think the key to pastry is that start it in the middle because then you you can always elevate it at the end to add extra colour, but you need it cooked yeah, inside. Yeah, yeah. You know, so... Yeah, so again, that goes... Out. It was interesting too that it was cooked in a pressure cooker, so, you know, even though I had a lot of time, um, it still was put into a pressure cooker to ensure mm. the flavour. Beef cheeks, beef cheeks looked gorgeous. Get them in there, get them nice and tender. Cooked off in coconut oil. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Extra flavour going in again, I guess. I'd be interested if they then put that oil into mm. the satay because it obviously had the flavour yeah. of the c- coconut and the beef. Of course, that would be really interesting. Do you know what? They should do a masterclass on it. Kind of missed the I don't think we're going to get the masterclasses this year. Kind and they annoyed you in every season before this. You commented every time of like, mm, this is a, a masterclass episode. I think we could skip this. Yeah. Red. Yeah. Red yeah. for filth. You're not wrong. But I think my thing was that, I, like, because we were watching on the illegal sources. And it annoyed me that I was looking at it going, oh, look, it's a 90-minute episode. Great, loads of things happening. And then they wrap up the challenge in 30 minutes. And then (laughs) Jock and Andy play as if they're (laughs) playing housey and wifey, (laughs) making pancakes for each other. Who's better? I'd rather, like, here is a chef doing something amazing and here's something you can learn. I also hated in them the kind of like who's gonna come to lick the spoon or like (laughs) I need a glamorous assistant I'll just pick you and then the fact that it was like who'd like to taste ten people put up their hands and two of you can (laughs) 
and it's like mm, not you not you <laughs> it's, that's why it annoyed me but I did like I did like what you'd learn from it and especially yeah, totally. and especially I remember um, the one that actually um, there's one or two that I remember and it was just a thing of it was a great opportunity for a contestant who maybe two or three weeks previous did something and it was like okay here's how they did it let's show how it was done how they developed the flavour this is a family recipe whatever it was I just loved that it kind of flipped the switch a little bit that it wasn't just judges and it wasn't just chefs it was also the contestants sharing knowledge to each other yeah um, like, that was always quite enjoyable I think that only came through in the past like two mm. years or so and definitely really, in the back to win end of things a really nice touch because like there could be contestants who have 10 20 30 years of cooking mm. the same thing and that's invaluable to share I'm trying to remember Can did one and it wasn't pork belly he did one and I remember watching it'll come to me at some point but he did a really interesting one where he cooked a particular dish and then ended up being like right I'm going to show you how to do it Mm. a couple of weeks later it was really interesting and stuck with me so much I can't remember what it is but anyway Um, let's move on to dessert now a kaya jam kaya jam ice cream sandwich this with a salted Mm. koji waffle and Davidson plum jam Two hours, 15 minutes. The shortest cook by but 15 I minutes. I thought it's a Kaya jam. No, it was a... Oh, oh is that on the inside. inside of the waffle and then the plum is on the top? Yeah. yeah. So okay. there was... Yeah. This didn't get an awful lot of airtime. Comparatively, the two contestants, so uh, for the contestants, it was Ralph. And then from the uh, from Nunu, it was Mel, uh, who has been with, um, uh, what's his name, Nick. Yes, in the kitchen for about 20 years, you know, so, you know, very right-hand woman kind of vibes. Mm. Um, I didn't feel that this got an awful lot of airtime at all. Even it, though I think... If I was to choose a dish of all of the six that had excelled the most, it would probably be Mel. Mm. <laughs> because I just think hers was closest in like the look to Cannes. Yeah, a close second would have been Chris's pie. Chris, yeah, mm. a- actually he'd have probably won. Anyway, but um, yeah, I do agree that it was kind of scant and obviously they started last. Mm. And, and had less amount of time. But it was only by 15 minutes. Yeah. I thought that, again, they were kind of at the same pace. Mm. They were pretty competent. They hadn't any proper issues of like oh a step is missing or I've screwed mm. up that I have it was interesting again. that despite her experience uh, Mel did start off quite nervous yeah. and quite like unsure of herself but I reined it in really well and then even in the presentation I guess that kind of still continued on but then at the same time is that a perfectionist trait within her that she was like just, I just wanted to be perfect and it's not um, which is quite nice um, the parfait Hers definitely looked far better. Ralph's, this was his first time yeah. doing a dessert, I believe, or at least one of the first oh, times. Oh, no, he has. No, he's done a dessert, done but dessert. this is one of one of the... His trifle. Oh, my, oh my God, his trifle. I'm still thinking about that. 
I'm going to have to make that. Mm. No, I think he hasn't been in a pressure test before. And his attitude at the end, mm. he enjoyed it. He was like, I had been eager to try this and like Mm. apply myself. I guess more so it's that dessert isn't his strong suit. It's probably more the yeah, point that he yeah. had. Not, not really known for it. But gets on when it does well. Um, he did get the tips on the, the waffle. We were wondering when they were saying cooking on an open flame. We were wondering if the hibachis were going to be coming out or anything like that. <laughs> but like... Uh, Smoked waffles. I'm into it. Hello. Um, I was wondering, but then in the end it was clear they were going to cook them on gas over those like, you know, very Dutch style things uh, Ralph really left it down to the wire despite getting advice to not put it down to the wire um, in terms of his waffle there was a risk of it splitting and breaking and everything like that but look it looked fine it was grand it wasn't thick enough his ja- jam wasn't as good and it just pipped over the edge I think I think Mel's was a great a closer representation totally um, and also the thickness of the jam and the way she piped it was wrong and she acknowledged that but overall I think decent I just think like in a pressure test a like standard yeah. pressure test if you had those two beside each other it's clear mm. his was not mm. the correct thickness of the parfait Mm. the parfait hadn't gone to the top edges of the waffle the jam had been scanned the waffle hadn't been crispy and it had holes in it I just think all of his elements I also think his parfait hadn't the correct texture yeah in with a look and I think they hinted at that on the judges table I just think he did a great job but all of the elements hers just had been that bit better and like of course here's a professional chef who's got 20 plus years experience there are those things that come through experience yeah so let's imagine pressure test is normal pressure test yeah pressure test isn't the elimination one is it well it isn't the elimination one it is yeah Jesus okay so let's flip it on his head What's the one that's beat the chef? Immunity. Immunity. Why do I not notice after watching 100,000 episodes of this fucking show? And then right. talking about it afterwards. Podcast, like, and publishing it. it. I know, like God. an idiot. I know, I know. Okay, so if this is a pressure test, someone would have to go home. Yeah. Okay, so take the three chefs out of this. Yeah. Who would have gone home out of the three there? Phil. Really? I was going to say Ralph. I mean, each of the three... Had a flaw. Had a flaw. Yeah. And almost all of them were like textural or kind of a like... So, Melissa, uh, tofu wasn't quite right, but the broth was beautiful. Yeah. Phil, the pastry was a bit dry... But and the, the spicing off. The spi- but then... Yeah, true. It depends on who you ask. So issue on the pastry. Uh, issue yeah. on the pastry. And then Ralph, issue on the waffle and the parfait. I think those two might have been... Combination of small things. Yeah, yeah. I think it would have been that. Uh, let's say this was um, Beat the Chef kind of vibe and it was deciding which of the three would go through to the next round. 
Who would you say? Again, it's too. It, it's so hard to judge because I don't think any of them had done particularly g- great. They had been competent. Mm. On the broth, maybe Melissa. Yeah. Even though I've I can't f- overlook the tofu. Yeah. Who but they like would the, you I'd, say? I'd probably say Melissa because I can't overlook the tofu, but I can acknowledge that they said the flavour of the tofu was lovely and that the broth was lovely. It was just the shaping and the presentation of it as well. So I'd say Melissa probably would have yeah. gone through. On the flavours of the two things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the clarification of yeah. it. So that would have been that. So Crazy. Mm. I'm heard to go to almost gone to mm. the top of the class mm, mm. but I think that's kind of her story so far yeah high low um, I'd probably I didn't die for this episode too <gasps> much oh my god yeah I thought I, I would I hadn't even clocked that you hadn't started it as a good episode yeah. good episode I didn't die for it only because like I uh, it was a bit it was a bit chaotic it's a lot of like I don't know. I don't, I don't know whether I I enjoy the fact that they brought then in an external dish, but that is the ne- essence of a pressure test. I don't know if that element. I just really enjoyed yesterday's one so much that I kind of wanted a repeat of it again. I don't think I'm going to enjoy any of this week because yeah. I don't. I can't. It's like Marco where Pierre White's there. I can't buy into the theme of this week. I'm sorry. I get it. I get the head-to-heads against chefs, kind of. Um, I just don't really think it's entertaining for me. Mm. And so, therefore, I have this block-up of, like, mm. okay. But, obviously, I'm still going to watch it. But, I, yeah, I'm kind of with you. That I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm, uh, Hi, it's just Russell here with tomorrow night's episode. Um... I'm interested to see how it goes and develops because it is all secrets and surprises. Um, and I'm sure there's another surprise because there's two more episodes to go, I guess. And that's that is that's everyone then, yeah? Three. Three. So there's 12 contestants currently, is there? I think so, yeah. Yeah. So that would be right. Two more episodes. So what types of challenges are left? You predict service challenge and we reckon by looking at the um, preview tomorrow it looks like it's Addy Kath, uh, Kath and Declan, Declan. Um, they haven't given away the style of challenge yet they've no. introduced the three chefs and they kind of had a preview of like chaos in the kitchen mm. as we know chaos in the kitchen and Kath. and the ju- and the judges like on top of them is usually a service of some kind but they're all at individual benches is it a takeaway challenge oh yeah we, we <laughs> remember those yeah, ones yeah, yeah and then Mel just sitting there at home <laughs> at home on her phone eating it mm. <laughs> it's so stupid but I loved it um, I'm it could be heading home <laughs> <laughs> loved it but the only thing is about that I kind of can't see that working because you have to have the chefs working individually can you have them working as a team because can you have three amateurs with each other as a team challenge versus three professionals in a team challenge 
unless you threw some kind of curveball the chef's way like half the time out of their comfort zone or something in terms of like a cuisine or mm. something but it's all very it's V everything is uh, V uh. so it's not like beat the chef where it's like right you've got 75 minutes you've got 60 minutes it's all very you all get the same equal equal yeah. and it's just a matter of being better than the other I can't see that happening for so I'm not sure if there is going to be a service challenge but we're running out of kind of challenges will we see another mystery box will we see I don't know wait lit, quite literally wait and see until tomorrow wait and see yep, yep, yep. it's all ahead of us tomorrow yeah, if you're feeling the same about this week let us know um, we'll um, forward the complaints to the Aussie broadcasters and uh, they will not pay attention to it because the series has ended yeah that's great so until tomorrow thanks for listening and bye bye Oh